A quick note before this week's new episode, we had a slight technical problem, so the sound quality may not be up, as up to scratch as usual, so apologies for that. Uh, rather than not put out any episode at all, we decided to fix it the best we could, so we hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Marty, alongside Aaron. Oh, hey! Just <laughs> <laughs> check and see you're awake. Dave. Hello. And John. Hello, uh, I don't like being last. I just put it in alphabetical order mm. tonight. I don't like it. Make sure you're all awake. No, I, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Three awesome, straight away. Yeah. Um, guys, how's it going? All good. Yeah, not too bad. Sitting here too busy looking at the levels because I'm recording. Yeah, the pressure's on Dave tonight. <laughs> Dave's in charge. Never seen him sweat so much. We get to period two, it's going to be so stressful for you. You're watching that, you're carrying on with the, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. It's going to be great. All that hard work I do during this podcast. Te- Fantastic. Technology radio. technology failed, uh, failed us tonight um, from our, for our usual recording setup. And I have, uh, I have two technology, like, who work in the field of IT and technology, and neither of them were able to help me. Did you notice that, John? Yeah, like, and I, I work in... 100%, they threw, I fixed the they threw, they threw suggestions like, we should turn it off and turn it back on again. What an IT those, thing to say. Those two work in the field, and I, I work I, in a field, so... I said turn it back on and off again. Dave actually helped. Yeah. yeah. So you remember that spare laptop? Yeah. Like, Dave was like, remember that spare Mac that we have? It's really old, so it'll probably work okay. It's about the same age as our mixer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny that. Um, uh, guys, uh, we are... Am I just going to get stuck into the episode, I think? I don't think we've got anything else to talk about before we get into it. I think at this stage we have to. I think, right, I think it's all in the episode. It's going to be, it's going to be a long one. Let's not, let's not lie about it. Uh, we have a lot of stories to catch up on. Um, it was one of those ones where at the start of, at the end of last week, uh, coming up to the weekend and coming up to the start of the week when we're coming for recording, I was thinking to myself, oh, there's very little happening. It's going to be a quick <laughs> podcast. Shouldn't have thought that. Shouldn't have said anything because uh, as of last night, uh, just things just changed and this week has been uh, all news so we will get stuck into that obviously in our period one two um, and three of hockey but before we get to that point let's do as we normally do and do a quick look uh, across the leagues and do a rundown of uh, the standings and we'll start off as usual as we always do with the elite ice hockey league here in the UK so sitting top of the league uh, are the Glasgow clan in first place with 23 points from 17 games played followed by the Cardiff Devils in second with 20 points from 15 games. Sheffield Steelers sit in third with 20 points from 18 and Coventry sit in fourth with 18 points from 16 games. Uh, Belfast Giants fall down to fifth place with uh, 18 points from 15 games. Five Flyers are sitting in sixth with 15 points from 17 games. The Panthers have moved slightly up uh, into seventh from eighth uh, with 15 points in 15 games and Guildford sit in eighth with 14 points from 14 games. Dundee move off the bottom uh, from the last time we recorded and are now sitting in ninth place with 13 points from 18 games. And Manchester, they're sitting propping up the, t- up the league with 11 points from 15 games. Guys, as usual, uh, your thoughts and opinions. Um, how are we feeling? Um, I think all props deserved uh, to Glasgow. I think they're doing really well. Mm. Um, they had a bit of a shaky start. And uh, obviously, Fitzy's doing something right. Um, we all had our concerns going into this. Well, I had my concerns with the rescues. But I think he's maybe shown what he can do. It, I know there's a big chunk of that's obviously to do with the players as well. But um, props to him. And uh, it's good to see 
a bit of a shake up in the league, seeing other teams move up and down, making it more competitive. Yeah, John, your thoughts? Yeah, um, can't argue with that. I think um, for the last few years as well, team sitting sort of mid high, mid table there, Coventry. I think we've kind of missed them being in that position. It's nice to see them take that step up again and really be contenders. Um, it's a bit um, sad when you see what they can do to the likes of our Belfast Giants this last weekend. Um, but it is good to see them back up there and Nottingham. I'm glad they're down there. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to see the fall from grace that Manchester has there. I know they were the unbelievable at the start of the season. Years, like. Yeah, no, it's massive. Um you're right. And even at the start of the season they were uh I thought they were pretty damn good too and just sort of tailed off there the last mm. few weeks there. I, th- I think you're right. I think Manchester we we talked about it, you know, we always expected more from Manchester and, and yeah, they've they've really they have fallen from grace. They've 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 had a real struggle. Um last just towards last the end of last season and, and definitely the start of the season, they just had a real struggle there. Dundee is another team that, you know, sitting there in ninth place, they uh they're sitting in what top spot in overall top overall yeah. top in the challenge cup there and in, in, in our in our league in our cup group anyway i mean to be sitting there in ninth place you know it's kind of kind of surprising but uh yeah it's an interesting one um i think the other one that um is interesting is obviously fife fife usually you know at this point of the season um in the previous i think two or three years anyway if i'm right to say fife have been sitting quite high up the top and you know especially um within their own um division up there in scotland but um, Glasgow are sitting stronger this year than ever and I think yeah you're right uh, all props to the Glasgow for um, having a really good strong start to this season with 10 wins there and what five losses overall all together in their 17 games I mean yeah it's a great start um, so far um, any other thoughts no I think the I think it's been a, a really competitive start to the, the league um, obviously shame as Giants fans feel a bit rotten for the last few games but um, that just proves that the league's got so much better yeah, I mean, you 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 talk there. You just you just mentioned there. Obviously, we are Belfast Giants fans, and uh, you know we are sitting there in fifth place, um, falling from you know our last recording. I think we were sitting in first. I think we were, or no second. second, least, second anyway, second. second we were talking. We we're sitting second anyway in our last recording. Dropped down to fifth. We've had two pretty bad weekends of it. Um, we will talk about that um, in period one because uh, some some stuff has happened this week in the Belfast Giants um, to basically right some of those uh, difficulties that are having. So we will we'll hold on, we'll hold fire on on talking about it too much in depth. Um, we'll still keep that the period one of hockey. Uh, switching then switching our switching our look over towards the other side of the ocean and looking over at the NHL. Um, we'll start off uh, in the Eastern um, Division and or sorry Eastern Conference in the Metropolitan Division. Um, starting there with uh, Washington Capitals sitting. For First place with uh, 24 games played and 36 points. The New York Islanders are in second with 31 points from 19 games. And Carolina are sitting in 20 or in third there with 27 points from 21 games. In the Atlantic Division, uh, Boston are sitting there top. Uh, same again from our last recording with 31 points from 21 games played. Florida sitting in second. Can't believe I'm saying that. 27 points from 21 games, and Montreal are sitting in third with 27 points from 22 games. The wild card spots at the moment, as they stand, if the league was to finish, if the league was to finish tomorrow, the wild card spots would be going to Pittsburgh with 25 points and 21 games, and Philadelphia Flyers sitting second there for a wild card spot, 24, 21. I will get back to Toronto in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will get back to that in a few minutes, but we'll move across the country to the Western side and we're looking at the Central Division. St. Louis sit in the top of the Central Division uh, in first place with 31 points from 22 games played, followed by Colorado in second with uh, 28 points from 21 games, and Winnipeg then sitting in third with 27 points from 22 games played. 
Pacific Division then, Edmonton sitting on top there with uh, 31 points from 23 games played. Arizona, again, another team I'm, I can't believe I'm saying as well, but Arizona sitting there in second with 28 points from 22 games played. And the Vegas Golden Knights in third with 25 points and 23 games played. Wildcard spots held there with Dallas in top spot there and Vancouver in the second spot. Guys... <coughs> NHL for, for three of us anyway isn't going so well at the moment uh, I can't believe we're saying this as well but Aaron like, I'm in the playoffs and you're not <laughs> you're in a spot your, your team is I just remind you you're saying that in November I know, yeah, I know I but know. you know let, let him the gloat. only time I'm going to be able to say it Philadelphia over there over our teams is actually performing outperforming the rest of our teams I mean from a Toronto point of view, we went through a very bad losing streak. There, we're currently still sitting on a five-game losing streak, but I think there's been eleven losses in the last ten. In the last ten, ten uh, was ten losses in the last eleven games, something like that. Or really, really bad statistic for for the for the Leafs. Where you're so on a five-game so, five loss streak. Yeah, at the moment we're on a five-game loss streak. So much so that uh, there has been changes made to the the uh, no the spoilers. We're gonna get. We're not going to spoil it because we're going to talk about it more in the second period, obviously, but. You know, you can see the the difficulty that Toronto ha- have had over the last, well, since the last, our last recordings, when the last two weeks this has happened, there's been a real bad slide. And, uh, you know, within the within two weeks, Toronto have made a massive decision. And we will be talking about that because it's huge. I haven't heard about that news. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, I mean... Broke? <laughs> Dave, and your iPad and your work computer and like everything else. Dave, John, you guys have anything to say? I have absolutely nothing to say about the Predators I, at the minute. I think John's Predators are trying to take my uh, 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 draft pick slot, you know, the way they're going. You would uh, think so. It's like a race to the bottom. Uh, apparently, apparently, we can't win away at the minute. We're, uh, I think uh, people in Nashville are looking too closely at the Belfast Giants right now. Um, yeah, it's, so it's, it's an interesting time. Um, and as I say, we will be talking about... Uh, Toronto more in depth in our second period of hockey in this episode. Anybody have anything else to say on this before we move on? Any surprises? Anything anybody wants to talk about before we move on to our period? Plenty of surprises, but they're going to come up. Yeah, they will indeed. So uh, we'll leave it at that. That's our roundup for this week of the standings, um, and we'll get swiftly moved on to our period one of hockey. Again. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Okay, period one of hockey is a roundup of uh, stories uh, that have caught our attention from uh, local coverage here in the Elite League, National Ice Hockey League, whatever it may be, basically UK hockey. Uh, guys, we have a few stories uh, to talk about in this period. Um, I'm going to start off, um, if that's okay, um, and, and then we'll talk about this. We'll leave this my story and then we will switch over to one of you guys. Um, my story, starting off with, uh, is the... This story uh, came back came out of this past weekend um, in the National Ice Hockey League. Um, the newly formed, uh, as of this year, Leeds Chiefs, based out of Leeds uh, here um, in the UK. Um, we talked about them um, in the off season. We talked about them leading up to the off season because obviously this is a new yeah. team that were coming in. Um, picked the wrong name. Picked the wrong name. are interesting jerseys and everything else and all that stuff. We talked about it. Missed out on a, lot. a shot with the Leeds Jelly Tots. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as of this past weekend, while um, basically their 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 equipment was basically stored, uh, the someone had broken in and stolen every piece of equipment belonging to the team. Um, so everything from helmets, sticks, skates, gloves, everything was taken. Um, and f- after that, this has happened. The uh, the team put out to say basically that this is. Um, obviously, 
this, they were heartbroken by the fact that uh, this has happened and they wanted to thank everyone so far for, for sharing the, new, the devastating news that it has happened. And as part of the, the theft that's ha- uh, of the, all this equipment, um, they've basically asked for people to keep an eye out for anybody who um, is either trying to sell on equipment, um, in particular 30 Navy Blue True Hockey Helmets, um, which were Jeez, kind of one of the kind helmets for the team. They're the first ones in this country to use the first team in the country to use these specific type. Um, they also had true blue, true uh, hockey gloves, assortment of uh, Bauer CMM warrior skate sticks, um, and a bunch of other things as well. So, uh, what they're saying is, if you if you're out there and you hear of anybody trying to sell equipment on uh, either in mass amounts or trying to sell on any kinds of the equipment similar to this that are in these descriptions, um, let the team know, make them aware of what's happening so that they. Can kind of maybe just follow up on it to see if there's anything to do with that. Uh, also, in the meantime, they have asked, uh, they have started a um, a GoFundMe or a what, yeah, a crowdfunding just given yep. page uh, in order to try and raise some funds for the the team. Now, a number of these are going around, um, and I believe that a bunch of these have actually been set up by fans rather than actually by the team themselves. Um, but I know that there's a number of different ones asking for different targets and stuff, um, and I know there's um, there's people ask some 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 of them are there asking for two thousand pounds some are asking for a hundred pounds a couple of hundred pounds um but they're all i think the idea behind it is all these fans have put together all these different GoFundMe pages and uh, if you feel in any way none that you want to official, official. none of them are official as far as i'm aware of um the ones that i've seen so far have all been fan-based ones that have set them up i would imagine that the way that this is set up and for how much stuff is gone you would imagine that the team is insured i would imagine so i would so, imagine so I would like to think that this isn't something that sort of short term that they're relying on fans to raise enough no. capital. All of their sticks are gone. That's a couple of grand anyway. Yeah. Oh, by the time they even get one stick for each player, you're talking eighty quid per um, stick. So, like by the time they've gone through all that, you would hope that their insurance can sort them out and get them uh, sort of back on the ice. Because I, th- I would imagine they're probably due to play this weekend. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, so. I mean, fingers crossed that uh, they can get the the money that they need to get the equipment that they need. I had seen that the a lot of these GoFundMe pages. I, I I've seen a couple of them just popping up over the course of this last week, and most of them have said the same thing that you know um, the money will be raised and any money that is raised. Um, even if the team gets the equipment back or gets it through insurance, the money that is raised will still go back. It will still go to the team mm-hmm. for other things and bits and pieces for travel and everything else. Yeah. So it'll still help the team in the long run. Um, so if anybody is looking to do that, um, you know, there's obviously different GoFundMe pages out there. We're not going to put up specific ones because we're not really associated yeah. with it. But um, if you're interested, you can go find them. Um, and you know that the different forums and stuff on Facebook and also they're, they're going around Twitter as well. So if you see anything and you feel like you want to donate towards them, by all means do so. That's crazy. The amount of equipment that was stolen, that has to be tough. Yeah, oh, it's it's a hundred percent targeted. And the, 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 the hockey community is so small in the whole of the UK that that's bound to stick out like a sore thumb as well. Yeah. It will it will in that corner of the country. Yeah. Um, as soon as somebody hits the ice wearing that gear, someone's going to know about it. Yeah. yeah, totally. Okay, that was just a quick one for me just to start off period one. Um, Dave, we'll move on to you and your story for period period one. Cool. So um, this is a um, I suppose it's still a bit of a downer, but it's a more of a positive story than the, the theft of the equipment, obviously. Um, so. The we all know um, that the UK parts of the UK have had had serious flooding over the last uh, number of weeks, um, and it seems that it's not localized, but Doncaster seems to be hit really hard. Um, and the Sheffield Steelers have joined forces with uh, Tunnel to Tars, or Tars to Tunnel, char- uh, charity that's set up in London for sort of disaster relief. It's set up by the fire brigade, um, and they lent their uh, able-bodied players to help 
clear out people's houses. It wasn't a glamorous job by any stretch. This wasn't them doing a bit of a fluff piece or look at me getting it done. They, they were getting their hands dirty and helping these people that have been hit really hard, some of the uh, this hardest hit in the country. Um, and they were just getting their hands dirty, helping clear up people's houses. Um, and it's just, again, a real positive story from how, how hockey can help the community. Uh, and these players can give a little bit back um, to, to their fan bases. Uh, and it was really nice to see such a positive response from a very negative issue mm. um it was really great it's great to see no definitely it's that's fantastic to see we're all known we're not the biggest fans of the sheffield steelers as an organization but uh we can have uh we can always put our hands up and say well done guys uh, that's definitely something that's fantastic to see from any yeah, uh, organization let alone a sports team definitely um it was really interesting to see that the senior fire chief uh steve james um who actually runs the organization tunnel to towers was actually a former ice hockey player himself and played for uh, oh, cool. Stratham. Mm -hmm. um, and he was the one that invited out the Steelers to come out and help out as part of the community effort. And, uh, you know, by, uh, as you say, you know, um, you know, it was great to see that the Steelers did go out and, and, and partook in that and, and helped the best they could as well and kind of just put some manpower into kind of removing stuff. And I've seen a couple of videos going around of them kind of helping out and stuff. So yeah, fair play to them. Definitely. Um, okay, um, so that's that one. Uh, John, you have two i think pretty much here do you think two two or three um we'll rattle through the first two very quickly um and then we'll come on to look at something a little bit closer to home uh first off um panthers made through the group stage of the county cup and they're through to the final good job um so that's the third year running the mm -hmm. elite league have been represented in the finals of the yep. um challenge or challenge cup of course <laughs> we're in the challenge cup um, of the Continental Cup, so um, whether you like them or not, or whether you want to wish them good luck or not, they're there. Um, there's no details yet of where the final is going to be, um, but the one thing I did notice is um, during that group stage, all the games were broadcast on YouTube for free. Oh, very good. Which oh, wow. is fantastic. Um, so that was pretty cool to see. Um, so yeah, they're through. The other one then, very quickly, just to mention, uh, I did uh, have a bit of a Freudian slip there a second ago and mentioned the Challenge Cup. Yes, it's still going. Um, so we know uh, last time we spoke about the fact that Dundee were uh, selecting their opponents early. Um, after yesterday, um, the final play-in game between Manchester and Coventry was played and Coventry have gone through. Uh, or sorry, Manchester have gone through. Sorry, sorry, Coventry. Um, Manchester have gone through, and after that followed one of the weirdest half hours on Twitter I've ever seen. Uh, it was like they picked how they were going to do this out of an MS bag this time. <laughs> so I was under the impression that um, following that game, there was going to be like a live selection on. No, I thought when they said live, it was going to be on Free Sports. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening was there were videos from um, the head coaches of a few of the teams who were selecting who they were playing. So obviously, we all know... Pre-recorded? Well, I, I, it, looked, it looked pretty pre-recorded. Although, I suppose, to be honest, if you were going to select um, Manchester or Coventry or whoever it happened to go through, you couldn't really pre-record it. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Um, take it with a pinch of salt. But, um, so, we, we knew that Dundee had already picked Glasgow. So they'll play each other. Um, the first selection that we got then was from Guildford, who have selected to play Nottingham. Totally not about the gate. <laughs> um, then we had Sheffield, who have selected Manchester. Totally not about the gate. 
Um, and finally, the two teams who were left because nobody wanted to play with them is <laughs> Belfast and Cardiff, who will face each other this time. Just so happens to the two furthest teams away as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Like just... So, they, well, to be fair, if we played Guildford, that was slightly further. Okay, yeah. um, so they they will meet each other in the quarterfinal this time. Um, so there'll be a, a home away this time uh, between Cardiff and Belfast. So that's where we are. Uh, no dates of uh, fixtures have been released yet, apart from I think potentially the Dundee Glasgow one is already yeah, announced already because announced. of their whole screw up with that yeah. end. Um, so the the rest of the the dates are still to be announced, but I would they're definitely going to be probably post Christmas at yeah. this point. Yeah, I would imagine, right. uh, which is awful. But yeah. anyway, we carry on. It's 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 an interesting one. I just think it's really. I, I, it was a weird way it was done and. The videos are weird. I'm not really. I I don't know. I'm 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 a bit surprised about how. I wasn't that last year. Did the, did the teams not pick based on where they finished or whatever it was? They got the pick no, who they want to play. There's still the free selection. Is it playoffs? Is that what it was? They get to choose. Is it playoff? You get to choose who you want to play. There's Honestly, one where you get to choose. Remember. Someone who knows the rules will. Tell I can't us. remember. There's one where you get to choose. Someone yeah. else. It's fine. Correct us. That's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, like we said last time, we we are just, we're just the talking point. We're just the loose women of hockey. Um, I love that that's a thing. It's a thing now. Someone someone sent it to us, so it's totally yeah, yeah. a thing. It's our, it's our official I think uh, it was review. Matt. It was, I'm pretty sure it was Matt. Well done, Matt. Um, if it wasn't you, well done anyway. Uh, right, so the news closer to home then. Um, we obviously talked about it earlier. Belfast are going through a bit of a rough patch. We're on a four-game skid. Fees. Transition. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Who do you think we are? The Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Living in um, constant transmission. <laughs> um, so four game skid. Um, no points out four games. Only six goals scored across what's that? Two hundred and forty minutes of hockey, which is atrocious. So Adam Keefe has rung the changes, and we have released Jean Dupuis and Jesse Forsberg. Uh, who have both left the team this week um, and we've signed a new forward in the shape of David Goodwin um, guys any thoughts on the the guys leaving or the, the guy coming in I wasn't overly surprised with the people he picked however I think that Forsberg I wonder if he's carrying an injury from that those first few games where he ended up out for a chunk of time um, God knows obviously they don't tell you this thing in case they need to go yeah. and they're going on somewhere else they're not going to publicise the guy's injured um, I get the feeling that Jesse was here as that spare guy anyway okay. um, we, we started the season an import heavy um, so he was struggling for ice time um, didn't play a whole pile of games while he was here he basically stepped in for injury cover now okay. whether he was carrying something himself at the same time you don't know but I wasn't surprised to see him go. Um, Jean Dupuis yeah. was a surprise, but if I'm honest, he probably wasn't doing what he was signed for. Yeah. Out of the guys, and then you look at the forward lines, there was no one else that was screaming to me to axe. Because obviously he was looking to uh, relieve the import congestion, so he wasn't going to get rid of a Brit. I think our Brits have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't going to get rid of... If you start rattling off the names, you know, you're um, uh, flipping... Ronka, he's had a few dry spells, but he's still scoring goals. Um, putting wards or workhorse, putting points in left, right, and center. Um, you know, so you're you're going through these guys and they're putting it up to Pui. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of I, I yeah. For me, I thought it was a bit of a surprise. Um, although, yeah, you're right. When you actually when you sit back and you sit down, and you look at it and you you think about you know the team so far this season. 
I guess it would be a tough one, a decision to make, but it's going to be tough no matter what because obviously these are guys' livelihoods. Obviously, yeah. these are guys who are playing or making money here. They're yeah, and we talked the about job. they're probably not going to get rid of somebody that's on a, a uni deal, a uni either, deal and whatever else. But it was, it was, it was still a surprise that it was. You know, I think it was still a surprise that it was. You know, the pre that went. I, I, I don't know who would. I don't want to say who I would. Who I would have chose. But it would have been such a hard decision to, to pick any of them. It is a bit of a surprise. I think it was also a bit, uh, I would say that was really difficult for the Giants organisation because they're not known no. for accent players. Um, well, the last time we seen a massive exit of players, like where it was just like a, just cleavered, was pretty much our, one of our first seasons. Whenever, um, oh, uh, 2007 Lyle came in and yeah 2007 and, yeah. so 2007 2008 season that would have been Stevie Lyle came in and Thornton came in as a player uh, did he, or that was the season before sir no that was the same that was the same yeah it was the season before um, no he came in the season after did he not as a coach as a coach right anyway um, but that season they slashed like I mean yeah. that was one of the seasons that was one of those seasons Peter Ed Courtney just took out like a number of them, like a, a, a huge number of players, and replaced them in the, in this, over the Christmas period. So they went on a sixteen game win streak. They did after that point. So let's hope we go for on a sixteen game win streak yeah. now. But um, have you yeah. had to look up the stats of these guys yet? Has anyone done much research on them? No, not a thing. I'll oh, see. Yeah. I'll base them when good win we looks, see them. So, like based on his stats, he looks good. He looked okay. really good in college. Yep. Um, I haven't seen anything like nothing jumping out screaming at me. But I think a lot of the time. It doesn't really matter. Um, it's like the mentality they come in with a lot of the time. As long as they're proven, like a proven ability, they can score or assist yeah. and all that jazz. Um, yeah, then we're you just have to see see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I suppose that when you looked at this, I suppose when the Jazz looked at the statistics for you know when they looked at their stats for for points and stuff so far this year, I suppose Dupuy was the lowest. He was at the bottom pretty was much. It? So it was probably like a you know the last. You know, well, for Ford, yeah, he was you know bottom in terms of points and, yeah. and scoring and everything else. I mean, was three points so far out of the season? I think it was. Isn't that what they put in their press release? Was three points out of the season? Yeah, yeah something so like far. that. But you, you also it's have to low. bear in mind that so much of our point production has been coming from the defense, defense. this year. It has. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh, sort of where the the disparity is between the points production between our defense and our offense. But I'd like to think that's pressure. that's on the turn now. Um, we couldn't ask for a a bigger. Um, Bigger weekend to test these uh, changes out, a double header against uh, Cardiff in yeah. Cardiff. Yeah. So um, we've obviously been drawn against them uh, for the Challenge Cup, so we're going to play them now two more additional times through the season. Which isn't easy. If you think about uh, like the Cardiff always come out, they hit hard. You could end up um, picking up a few injuries in these games. It'd be a bit scary to see how it goes, but fingers crossed it doesn't happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. About you? That's me. All good. Okay, uh, I think we only have one more uh, bit for our paired one, and that's our penalty box segment. So our penalty box segment is in each period where we take um, stories of bans, hits, or whatever it is um, that have made um, the news, well, within hockey circles. Um, that yeah, and each period. So obviously here in the elite league or in the UK, we, we look at um, any period, any suspensions and stuff that have happened. And there has been one since our last recording. Um, and that was uh, Anthony DeLuca for the Sheffield Steelers uh, forward was suspended for checking to the head and he got a one game ban for that check against the Glasgow clan um, this past weekend on uh, 17th I think it was 17th yep. yeah 17th last November. weekend it was just announced this past weekend um, DeLuca uh, elevated shoulder up and out uh, made contact obviously um, with the opposing player hitting him in the head it was Jordan Hollywood or Haywood sorry um, Jordan Hollywood. That'd be a good just name, change your name, Haywood, right Haywood. now. <laughs> Jordan Haywood. Um, 
Guys, your thoughts on it? Does it, you, you think it's a, a open and shut case, easy enough to call? I think one game's right for this one. Um, there is a potential intent there. Um, quite interesting. I think there's actually quite a good um, description from Luke on this one. I watched the video earlier today, um, and they described the way that um, Haywood goes down. Uh, the fact that he's a left shot and the guy's coming at him, DeLuca's coming at him from the right, so he, he swings violently round, but it's because his arms are drawing him round as he's off his skates. Yeah. Um, so I think there is. The shoulder definitely goes up from DeLuca, so I think any more than one game would have been tough, and the fact that Haywood didn't leave the game either, um, he carried on. So 100%, I think that's... I can't believe I'm going to say it, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with Dops on this one. Yep, yeah, I think so. I think it's something, obviously, they have to keep a look on in this Steelers team. I think at one stage, do you turn around and go, that team's taking an awful lot of uh, They're band magnets right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are. At what stage do you think that there's a cultural issue there? Um, that they're not, uh, they don't, they're not maybe holding back or they're, maybe they, maybe they are a bit pressured, but, you know, if you're, like, uh, your band magnets, as, as John said, it's they are. But I wonder if they're being told to go out and be in your face, play physical hockey. This yeah. is um, what this is Steelers not Steelers hockey. You know. Well, this is old Steelers hockey. Yeah. Um, almost this isn't what we saw under Tomo. This isn't what we saw under whatever his name is, who's now gone. Who lasted a season? A bit like Matos's style, um, a bit more. Yeah, we've got Fox in. Maybe this is just his style. Could be, could be. Um, so be... maybe he's asking them to play on that edge. That's making people take note making the referees take notice and making dots take notice yeah. but at what stage do you, does that become a team problem rather than an individual problem well when you've got guys going out on uh, even one and two game bans considering the parity that we've got in the league now yeah. uh, a one game ban for a couple of your top D-men or offensive guys if you're not scoring goals you can't stop goals that's drop points yeah. which is points make championships that's it. Yeah. and not totally. scoring points means you don't win championships totally indeed um, okay, that takes us then to the end of our period one. If nobody else has anything else? Nope. nope Great. Well, then that'll take us to the end of our period one of hockey, and we'll be swiftly on to period two. Hi, and uh, welcome to period two. I'm still really conscious that this is recording in front of me, so <laughs> I will... Did you even hit the button? I have no button to hit. <laughs> I'm going to have to like go yeah. through and like literally listen and no, figure out roughly where each, each I'm point actually is. Not, I'm not actually, it's not actually a bit of software. I'm carving the audio into a bit of stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I have no markers. I've realized this. So yeah. It's going to be interesting. And there's a bit at the start because I started it way before it began because no one would be quiet and it's really questionable. <laughs> um, we don't have yeah. that little red E next to our podcast. No, that's not, that can't go out. Um, so... There's a, obviously a good couple of points here. Will we start with the, the juicy news that's related to Belfast, or will we continue with other stuff first? Go juicy. Go juicy. Let's go juicy. Okay. Let's head over to Marty here. Yeah, um, as we alluded to um, just before period one in our roundup um, of the of the standings, uh, the Tonto Maple Leafs, after a really horrible last two weeks or so, um, have uh, parted ways with Mike Babcock. He was relieved of his coaching duties um, as of yesterday, which was Wednesday, the twentieth of November. Um, as oh, such, well sorry, it was well done. It was, yeah. Um, he was let go yesterday, and the Maple Leafs quickly announced the thirty-first head coach in Maple Leafs history, in the form of the Toronto Marlies coach, Sheldon, former, former, oh. former. Coach of the Toronto Marlies and brother to our 
Ad, our own Adam Keith, Sheldon Keith, uh, has been uh, appointed to the head coaching role. Um, obviously, this is big news um, that came out yesterday. Um, the, uh, the president and governor of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Brandon Shanahan, um, addressed the media um, today and um, you know announced their decision and and the reasons given for it and and what why or sorry yesterday he announced this and, and the reasons why they gave for for the, for the departure um, of Babcock. Um, they felt at the time that the the that it was time for him to go and the time for the move to happen because the they built up such a, a strong um, I suppose a strong performance over the last year or two three years to kind of build the team into this new kind of stronger team that's kind of there it's kind of being the top of the league getting play playoffs and i think the worry was if they let it go any longer that they could risk um as if the if the, if the slump was still there they could risk their um their playoff uh spots and like everything else and that i think as as fans and as as a, as a team the decision was uh decided on and the decision was made that, that uh, it was the right move to make at this time um, the big thing is obviously, uh, obviously the link with our own Belfast Giants is um, uh, Adam's brother Sheldon um, taking over um, as the head coach. He hit the ice this morning for the first time with the team, um, and uh, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. His first games will be this this coming up and this coming the end of this week, um, where he'll be obviously tested for the first time to see how it goes. Guys, um, obviously over to you guys. What are you guys? What's your thoughts on this? My favourite part I said to you guys earlier, so obviously in Belfast it's been kind of going a bit nuts here, obviously with the connection to Adam, um, but there was a, an interview uh, with Adam this morning, went out and it was um, the guys from Review from the Bridge were asking uh, Adam how he found out and he said his brother Sheldon phoned him, um, told him that he was going to be uh, the new head coach of the Maple Leafs, and, uh, but he couldn't talk for too long because he was getting on a private jet to go join the team. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's... I think it's a great mix, or a great match, sorry. Um, Sheldon's obviously had five seasons with Marlies. He took them to the Calder Cup a couple of seasons ago. Um, they're consistently in playoffs. I think that's what you want and need from the coach in the Maple Leafs. And you want a strong Maple Leafs team. They haven't been... They've been there, thereabouts, but they haven't been that Canadian powerhouse team um, that's been required. So it'll be good to see if Sheldon can get them back into that swing of things. Um, in the next season, two seasons maybe. The biggest thing is as well that a lot of the youth that have come up into the Maple Leafs from the Marlies, they're there because of the work that Sheldon put in with them while they were with the Marlies. So the fact that he's stepping yeah. up now to coach them in the senior team, uh, that can only breed success. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're joking earlier on, I think uh, no matter what NHL team that you uh, support in Belfast, I think everyone's now become a closet um, Leafs fan yeah. all of a sudden. Can I might I have to dust out, off my uh, Leafs jersey. I'm just going to point out I've always had my Leafs jersey, I'm just going to hmm. say. John, uh, sorry Dave, um, just because it's my story and I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts too. Um, you think this was an easy choice? you think this was an easy easy decision? I would say the Marlies have maybe been thinking about it for a while in the sense of looking at long term. Um, my right and sense, Sheldon's re-signed his contract at the start of the season with the Marlies. With the Marlies, yeah. With the Leafs organisation as a whole. Um, that was They were looking at him as a long term yep. investment um, and he's done wonders with the Marlies and we had talked about it in the off season um, that, that because there was grumblings then because Bab Babcock, am I right, Babcock? Um, he isn't a logical. It, to me, he doesn't isn't a logical fit there. Um, he was very much a fixer. He came in, shook the house, kicked the tires, 
turned uh, like literally shifted some cap space, done the bad thing, probably as a, 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 like the bad man in the room. Yeah. But those sort of people don't linger. They don't stay for yeah. like they're they're not franchise people. Yeah. Um, and I think he basically did what he was going to do. And I was very surprised at the start of the season that he didn't make moves for another head coach. I wonder if they had planned to maybe see out this year mm. and have Sheldon take over next year. See, there's some talk of um, obviously um, you know Sheldon has um, a long term history with the Leafs general manager Cal Dubas. Um, who he, I mean, think they've they've had a, a long history both in the AHL and OHL before before that, um, and they they've always had this kind of real good connection. And I think it was uh, they've always this joke around that it was a uh, that Keith was patiently just biding his time, waiting yeah. for this to happen because um, the the chat had been over the summer that obviously given uh, Sheldon's success. Um, shall we say with the Marlies over the last two or three years and the fact that they had the Calder Cup wins and then just the, the change around that he made with one you know with the team that there was talk that there, there was offers put out for, from other NHL teams to say you know we think you've got we've got done you've well. got what to take you've, you've yeah. done well you've impressed us you know and and he hasn't moved and he hasn't done anything with the career in terms of moving moving on so and people are I've seen some people talking and some bits and pieces written um from from um, Leafs media and stuff like not Leafs media but you know unofficial Leafs media you know saying that you know this was always bound to happen you know that you could clearly see that this that was, was going to happen at some point this is always going to be but the I, I like that as well that Sheldon didn't take those early offers yeah. he is Ontario through and through as well he want he clearly wanted to stay mm. in Ontario um, and knowing that success breeds success and team success in the Marlies breeds success for him and he's now got the top job yeah. um, the biggest thing is he's under a lot of pressure now Yeah, there. Are, this is going to be a test yeah. through this season um, I don't think the Leafs organisation will not just give him this season he is definitely going to get two maybe three seasons they might give him the Babcock treatment, give him five, um, to see how he gets on. But I think if that if he can consistently get that team to playoffs, yeah. he's around for a while. I think I think his first task at the moment is um I think the the talk um I I know that Brendan Shanahan had said this and he's very open about saying this. He had mentioned that um his he felt that over the last few of oh, especially over the last few weeks, that the team just didn't seem to have I suppose the passion and the the kind of the, the right mental attitude and there was just there seemed to be really down there just didn't seem to be the yeah. same kind of attitude within the locker room and i think what their what their thing was i think what his what keeps real task is ahead of him on his first task that he'll need to show that he's doing the right thing is to kind of get that 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 buy-in i suppose from all the players under him but also just again for, the, for that leafs team and for that badge and just kind of getting that work that right has to back be up a again. lot easier for if anyone was to do that, that has to be a far easier job for him because he's coming from the Marley. Yeah. He's putting his time. That's... You rightly mentioned he's, he's he's helped players move up. So he's already going to have... He's going to have buy-in from a lot yeah. of the young guys on that team anyway. Yep. My biggest thing is, as well, you talk about Sheldon having to get the wins and having to get the buy-in from the guys. You've got a, a locker room of players who need to um, get on site with the new coach yeah. as well. So... What you could see is that I could see the Leafs going on a big run, a yeah. big winning run here because they are going to come out firing because you yeah. have an entire locker room of guys who want to keep their spot on that team. Yeah. And this oh, is yeah. this oh, is a coach as well going to next season. He's got guys that are ready to take, or maybe just about ready to take that step up from the Marlies. Sheldon knows them inside and out. If yeah. he was going to start drawing talent up, this is the time to do it. Yeah. 
So more importantly, what do you think are the chances of the Leafs ever coming over to Belfast? It's going to happen. 100% it happens inside the next three seasons. Inside the next three seasons. Fingers crossed. It would be super awkward if the if the Giants went to Toronto. It's like, oh yeah, we're getting the match, but it's in Toronto. Look, fair play. I'm not paying Toronto prices to watch the Giants in Toronto. I will. I will. Wa- I will pay Belfast prices to watch Toronto. Yeah. yeah. As we uh, as we joke around, I now have uh, the two the two teams that I that I follow that um that both um are now both uh, coached. You're gonna get two Keith jerseys. I'm gonna have to get two Keith. <laughs> yes. No. Do you know what he's gonna do? Oh, no, remember that person we saw in Vegas? Vegas no. Is gonna get split no. Jersey. It's gonna oh gross. my god! No. That was never jersey happen. in the world. No. <laughs> we saw this in yes. Vegas. Yeah. Do you remember maybe, being really drunk and seeing the woman with the Minnesota and the Vegas jersey half and half? I don't remember this. Pretty sure I'm there's a pretty photo. Sure might have, might have, like, like, pretty sure there's a photo of me getting a selfie with her. Yeah, I don't think you can see your jersey on it because it was after a few. <laughs> what are you trying to suggest? <laughs> you can only see her head. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, moving on, <laughs> Dave. Moving on. Anyway, um, we're John. Your points are with you. Now, so go ahead. Great. This is going to get so much better now because I've talked about this. Um, so last week, uh, something enormous happened in Canadian hockey. Um, Mr. Cherry uh, was fired from Sportsnet. Jerks. Well, this is the, the guy who famously last season called the Carolina Hurricanes Wait, a bunch of jerks. Wait, are you supporting Cherry? No no, 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 no. So it turns out this guy is just a massive jerk himself. Um, he made some comments live on Hockey Night in Canada. Um, yeah, that you just cannot say. Um, which you can't say. We're not going say. to repeat. No, we're, we're not. Well, to be honest, it doesn't really make any difference. He basically was given off about um, immigrants in Canada not wearing the poppy. So over in Canada, for remembrance, they uh, also wear the poppy on their lapel. Um, Don decided to have a go at what he called immigrants, or more specifically what he called them as those people or you people, um, which is just, that's two, two words you just can't say live on TV. Um after that, there was a bit of a furore online about it, and within 24 hours, Sportsnet had announced that Don Cherry was stepping away from Hockey Night in Canada. Since then, there's been quite a backlash. Uh, there's been people who've been uh, cancelling their subscriptions to Sportsnet. Um, a lot of Canadians getting on back on board with Don, uh, saying that he's a product of his generation, all the rest of it. To be honest, for my side of things, it's the arguments that you always hear about old guys doing stuff that they shouldn't. Um, but that's my opinion on it. Uh, but what's come out is that Don is not stepping away from media entirely. He will be uh, coming back with a podcast. And he's joining the, the 21st century media. So we've I, got some new competition. It's us believe, against Don Cherry. Yeah, I can't believe Don Cherry's going to have more followers than us. It's going to be really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. But no, see, it's... And, like, I have no... It's the way he... You know, there's always somebody who disagrees with like these things and poppies, and we have the same debate here. And there's no excuses. Like it's a hundred percent person's choice. Like it, it happens yeah. every year in the football, and there's always people in the. You know, but it was the it was the fact. And... Leave that to one side. It was Don given this impression that he could look out of his car in downtown Toronto no, and pick the people who and gonna... point a finger at someone not wearing a poppy and go, yeah. "They're an immigrant," and it was just such an an old white man thing to say yeah. 
and when you're in a position of privilege like he is you can't say that no you're you right can, you can have the opinion personally but when you're in that oh, privileged no. position of being able to talk to an entire nation and influence and influence yeah. people you, you I, can't be that guy yeah it, it just seems a bit i don't know it's just really it, it when you see it from somebody in like you do get it in the news with the premiership football and you know the, the same argument comes out every year everyone is just respectful blah, blah blah but it has to come down to choice if you're not happy to wear a poppy then you know you should be allowed not to and that's the way he did it is such a backwards old-fashioned you know this is our country this is what you have to do sort of mentality yeah terrifying but people do have it mm-hmm. i mean it's you know, i'm not i'm not defending it by the way <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't look at me like can you can you hear can you hear that noise it's half of our listeners all turning off and hitting unsubscribe. <laughs> no, no, no. But the scary thing is that a lot of people do have that opinion. Yeah. It's, no, con- it's, a, it's, it's a controversial topic, as you said, Dave, you know, you mentioned there as well. It's, con- it's a controversial topic here in Northern Ireland as well um, for, for all, other reasons. But, I mean, from, from, a, from a hockey standpoint and from, um, you know, taking away, taking, taking out what he said and everything else and, and you know, whether it's condoned or, whatever, or people who support him, people don't support him and it's fine. But let's not take away from the fact that this is huge. This is big. It's a, it's a massive cultural shift in hockey yeah. when you've got someone who is known as pretty much the voice of Saturday Night Hockey, especially in Canada, um, and a, a notable, um, you know, coach, previous coach and a notable person, a notable um you know, on air face, big personality, big well. personality being fired from um, a hockey night in Canada. It's huge, and it made such massive ripples. Yeah. Saying people were going to cancel their subscription, what are they going to do? They're not just going to not watch their team. Yeah, What's- that's apparently so. But the thing that gets me is that how much of this has been building, because it's not the first time he stuck his foot on, and he's been a bit controversial, even with his the jerks comment. They singled out an entire fan base just because they liked a post-game celebration and called them jerks. You know, that's that's harsh. Like, well, I said, it, it, it wasn't just the fans, it was the team, the fans, the organisation. Yeah, he just basically yeah. called out an entire city. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that city just grabbed that and ran with it. Not even that, the entire <laughs> hockey world yeah. grabbed that and ran with it. And it was there was that impression last season of this is an old grumpy man and we're at the point now where we don't really care. Yeah. Um, it's maybe time to go out to pasture but you know the biggest thing um, knowing his history um, the fact that we are for the moment again controversially we are a European podcast um, he won't care because he famously hates Europeans true <laughs> yeah yeah. that's very true not overly fond of him myself but... <laughs> <laughs> so that's he... personal opinion <laughs> you said worse about other players <laughs> He's been not replaced. on the podcast I haven't Maybe I have. There's a comment about Lundqvist that I could probably find somewhere. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> um, I don't know if he has been replaced. That's a good question. No, Ron Ron McLean. As far as I know, at the minute, Ron McLean will headline um, Hockey Night in Canada himself. Now, to be fair, Ron came under a little bit of flack as well through the whole thing. So while Don was talking um, on Hockey Night in Canada and giving the statement that he gave, they came to the end of the segment and Ron looked to the camera as... Uh, Don finished, Ron looked to the camera, smiled and gave a thumbs up and a lot of people latched onto that as Ron has agreed with what Don said but I've watched a lot of things and it's been um, sort of very 
or pointed out the fact that Ron is looking down at his papers, he's getting ready for the next segment, he's probably got an earpiece in and someone is talking to him saying, oh my god, you've got to wrap him up, you've got to wrap him up, we've got to go to commercial, we've got to get off this topic. So he's got to that point, they're going to commercial, all he's done is do what he always does, look up, look at the, the viewers before they go to commercial, yeah, rather than look yeah. like he's totally disinterested. And it's just a thumbs up, it's like, see you in a minute guys. There was a Derek, but he got there's caught. A, there's a moment when you watch it back, you can clearly see there's a moment where there's Derek caught in the headlights moment where he's kind of like, I should be saying something here. Yep. But I don't know what to say. And then, there, yeah, you can clearly see that there's maybe something going on. Someone's either speaking in his ear, talent, as you mentioned. And there's this moment where he's kind of like, right, what do I do? And I, he's probably being told, as you say, wrap it up and just move it on. And that's what he's done. But it, look, came, it came from a point as if like he was, he was condoning maybe what was being said. So he came out afterwards and he said, look, uh, the comments that were made last night, I... I apologize for not stepping in and saying something at the time. Um, that's all me, and I apologize for not doing that. I should have been more active in making 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 sure people were aware of you know controlling the show a bit more, and I didn't, and I apologize for that. Which fair play to him, he did. Uh, Don Cherry, let's be on, let's let's be hundred um, percent. Roger Sportsnet said to ha, ha, met, has said to him straight after it happened. You know, if you go back on the air and you apologize for the comments that you made, or just make a, a slight apology for whatever it is, then there's no issue. He would have kept his job, but he oh, stood bad. Yeah, he stood right bad, right. and he declined, and therefore was fired because he declined. Do you know there's one other thing, and it was pointed out a couple of times, but weirdly people seem to have um, dropped it since. Sportsnet broadcasts over all of North America. Yep. Um, they have what three or four time zones where mm-hmm. Hockey Night in Canada is played at the same clock time. Okay. Right across right. the country, so it's actually what Sportsnet did was. Watch that happen live. Oh, wow. It's okay. recorded. And that because they can't put it out live everywhere because there's other games on that all start at, mm-hmm. say, the game start at um, five that, or six. They space that out and then put that broadcast out, recorded, yeah. and broadcast it again. So someone at Sportsnet or the team at Sportsnet saw that statement happen live, thought, there's a problem here, but then proceeded to broadcast it two or three more times mm. as well so there, also that has caused by, giving, by telling them if you apologize so they knew it was an issue they knew it was that's an issue so they went ahead and that's where the double standard thing has been brought in it's like that's true don did say that but you then broadcast it two or three more times mm-hmm. so you recognize there was an issue but you carried on with the broadcast how difficult would it have been to cut that yeah uh, let it happen once like if he'd gone on an absolute xenophobic tirade they wouldn't have played that out again no you don't know but they let him make that statement and then they played it out again yeah. so there has been issues I don't think anyone has come out looking sparkling nope. out of this whole thing whether it's Dawn Ron or Sportsnet um, or Hockey Night in Canada I think there's blame attributable everywhere you just kind of hope that they can move on and keep Hockey Night in Canada as that sort of bastion of Canadian hockey. Yeah. You want it to stay up there on yeah. the quality and sort of what it's for. I will be honest though, I'm not going to miss Coach's Corner. Yeah, no, I just think, uh, yeah, 100%. I don't know if I could, uh, yeah. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. There's not, there's not much more until, until we're a bunch of old white yeah. men with opinions. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have access to put a podcast. Oh god! Oh we're all, no! We're all we're four Don Cherries here in about twenty years. <laughs> no. Look at me acting like we're going to still be doing a podcast in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, you're going to talk about something that's international, but it's not international. 
it's friendly international. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was the news last week um, that um, hit the press that uh, because of the success that Team GB have had, having stepped up to top flight uh, world hockey again last season, um, they have decided to bring over some friends for a, a pre world championships exhibition game in nottingham in the shape of team canada um the the match will be played at the nic um on the 5th of may 2020 um or sorry i've called it the nic it's not the nic anymore it's the motor point now yeah. um in nottingham um bring this up it's fantastic to see a team like canada who obviously want to come over here as part of their preparations for the world championships to play a team that they will play in, the, in that tournament. Um, one interesting thing, and statement came out from Ice Hockey UK from uh, General Secretary Andy French that the response to um, the International Challenge game has been, in his words, phenomenal. Um, from other reports that I've heard, they've sold in excess of uh, 5,000 tickets already. Wow. But guys, my thing that I want to bring up is um, the price of tickets. So the price, so the price of tickets for this game, this one-off game, and that's that's important here. Early bird tickets from that went on sale on the 18th of November uh, and will continue to be considered early bird tickets until the 28th of February 2020. Um, Your adult ticket is 40 quid, and a concession ticket for OAPs and under 16s is 25 quid. General sale from which they've now changed to the 29th of February. It did actually say the 1st of March. Um, I kind of pointed out to them that what's the ticket price on the 29th of February? Someone at Ice Hockey UK forgot it's a leap year next year. Um, goes up to 60 quid for an adult. 60 yep. quid for one game. That's Maple Leafs money. There's also a 12% arena admin fee and a 1.20 yeah, so admin fee for I, I sent you guys roughly what the figures were. I can't remember off the top of my head because I suck at maths. And I'm pretty sure I used a calculator to figure this one out. Um, but I think tickets ended up, general sale tickets end up about 68 quid yeah, yeah. or something. Just over 68 quid for one well, exhibition yeah. game. That does, I'm, I'm, being on, I'm, being, I'm being tough here, but a game that means nothing. Yeah. My thing would be, I would like to know for the price of the ticket, uh, is the full percentage of the price of the ticket going to pretty much the arena? Or is there a percentage of the money that's being taken from each ticket going to UK GB ice hockey? Yeah. Is there money Is there money going to be taken from that that's going to go back into GB as a, as a team UK ice hockey as, I suppose, to help fund, you know, flights? Is it going to help fund, you know, equipment? Is it going to help fund more training? You know, is there going to be money going back into UK hockey? Now, if there's a bit of money from that £40... Say we'll go with the early bird. We'll stick with the early bird. We'll say the early bird price. We'll give it a bit of benefit of doubt, £40 or whatever it is for early bird. But general sale, if you're going to go over general sale and you get the £60, right, anyway. Um, out of that money, is there some of that money going to go to, back to it? If there is, maybe you know, you kind of you would feel a bit like, okay, that's fine. I'm investing in UK hockey and that's good. Okay, perfect. But if there's no investment being done into the team and this money that you're paying out is simply for the ticket, just to go in and watch the two teams, there be that is expensive. Will there be any money there to pay for Canada's expenses? 
Like, where's that? Well, no, usually, the, the, when it Good comes, yeah, there might be something, but usually, whenever a, um, a team comes Sometimes over, it's a part of the gate. Yeah, they, they'll they, get, they get a, It's usually like this, they subdivide. Interestingly, both, I can't see Canada so looking for it myself. I was quiet for a second there because I was just checking something graded, right? on Wikipedia. <laughs> I actually was about to get my calculator out and then realised this is a really simple piece of maths. Um, so, down at the bottom, there's the, the 12% arena admin fee. I'm keeping that to one side. And then a £1.20 facility fee on all tickets. So facility fee, I think, is for what they're using to run the arena for Keep that night. According to Wikipedia, oh yes, the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham seats 10,000 people. Um, now, whether that capacity is 10,000 seated or 10,000 on the floor as well, I don't know. But let's say it's going to be 7,000 in the stands. 7,500 in the stands, something like that. You're already looking at a serious amount of money going yep. just to the arena. And your point is 100% there, Marty. It's like, where is that money going? RGB having to pay to bring Canada here, essentially. Um, that could be part of it. Um, we're basically paying for the privilege of having these guys here. Mm -hmm. um, but on that, if you're looking at a friendly international game, yes, having Canada here is a massive boon, but would you be willing to pay a cheaper price to have a different have international... Well, yeah, we could. Um, or let's play Australia. Yeah, yeah. Or anybody in that group, you know. Um, well, play play France or Italy. Yeah. Like, France went down, but let's play them again. Play Italy are coming up this time, aren't they? They came up with us. Um, um, so, like, play play one of those teams. Um, yeah, no, there's sure. also teams on the doorstep. There's Sweden, there's Finland, there's... There's big teams locally, and I, yeah. I totally get the point that Superstar having Canada here is is massive. But as long as GB Hockey gets something, I agree with Marty wholeheartedly. If they're getting something, if they get twenty quid of every ticket sold, that's massive. For yeah, them I would, I would, I would not look past it if they were getting a bit of a percentage of it to put back into investment for the team. Would you be happier if they were upfront about it though? I prefer they were upfront about it. I prefer the say the saying, um, you know, X amount of money out of this ticket will go towards you know development of ice hockey in the UK. And I actually think I would quicker buy a ticket than I would not pay because I would not pay that amount of money for a ticket for one game. And it doesn't matter. Consider it doesn't consider matter. You wouldn't pay like we talked about this on a different podcast. Now, like we we've paid more than that for a game in Vegas. Yes, but uh, that was a competitive. That was you guys, a you guys did. That was a competitive game in a competitive market. Yeah, this yes. is a game. This, this is, is a friendly. This is a friendly game. Cups, you don't get friendlies in hockey. This but, is a friendly game in yeah. a. In, in, in a, I suppose, in an arena and a, and a, and an environment and a thing in the UK where ticket prices aren't that expensive, aren't supposed to be that expensive. No. Like you wouldn't pay sixty odd quid, say a general sale price. I wouldn't pay sixty odd quid for a gig to go see a band. But that's so a half the time. Thing. That like what? Yeah, to be fair, I've paid more to see the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Although I've paid a lot of money over the years to see the Foo Fighters. Yeah, but if you pay to see the Foo Fighters, you're going to a gig where they have pretty good backup and warm-up backs yeah you know what i mean you know what i mean so you don't mind spending maybe like 80 quid on a gig like that but i mean i'm talking like you know this it, is so let's put it in context like thing. you know the giant when the giants were playing the boston bruins yep. it was a it was a it was a belfast giants select versus the boston bruins tickets weren't even that price what were the prices they were cheaper than that it was i think it was about 30 something 30, quid wasn't it 35 40 quid i think i didn't go but i remember seeing the tickets on the day general release general release ones after after a certain point it was more expensive but again that's that's expensive 68 quid's expensive just <laughs> really interestingly if the game was to end in regulation and you bought your ticket after early bird that's a pound a minute of hockey 
<laughs> that's without like, the, seriously that's without the surcharge and the facility fee yeah. <laughs> so it's it's more than a pound a minute to watch ice hockey like that's like putting a pound something in the meter I, like, I think if it runs out do the players just stop i i, I get your, i get your point i get where you're coming from i, I get your playing devil, devil's advocate i get where you're coming from yeah. in terms of that but um, you know, when we bought the tickets for, the, you know, the NHL games for, for, for the, the Golden Knights and against Pre... Uh, it was well, for the Actually, that one wasn't... That was one was, ex- that one was included. The, it was the wild one that Dave was, Dave was like, let's just do it. And was like, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was... <laughs> That's what I was but to, to be fair, Mark, but I take your point as well. It was, still a competitive, it was still a competitive game yeah. as well. It, it meant something. Yes, it was league. It wasn't playoffs. But it still means something. Yeah. Those those games still mean something to those but, fans. But it's in, a, in, in the shape. But what I'm trying to league. say is, it's in a competitive market in that price ticket prices in that in the in North America well, pretty much other all revolve around that same price. Whereas yeah. here in the UK, ticket prices, you know, if you're talking like a normal standard game, like you know, the very they do vary. And yes, okay, like you know, you, you can't really say you're, you're going to float you can't, somewhere you can't between really say fifteen it's like, and twenty-two quid to see a, an elite league. Yeah, and say say you take the top end twenty-two quid for like a, a Steelers versus Nottingham game, say because I know it's there, that'll be that, a game in Glasgow. Glasgow the highest ticket price. It's just about. Is it really? Jeez. I thought it would have been a Nottingham Sheffield game anyway. But like you know, you take you take one of those, and yeah, you're saying it's Team GB and it's Team Canada, and I understand you know Team Canada is going to potentially bring you know big big players and it's going to bring big names and it's going to bring a lot of attention but again you know that price when, when was the browns game that's years 2010 11 no, it was our anniversary it was our anniversary yeah. mm-hmm. so not that, mine and john not mine uh, marty's anniversary the giants anniversary <laughs> why would you have to clarify that i just think i think it needed to be clarified <laughs> our anniversary for anyone who's a, not aware our, our anniversary is a different date <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway well done to the 5,000 plus people who are going um, unfortunately I, will not be there I would have loved to have went but yeah, not for that price I'd have to go to Nottingham but nine years what I'm, what I'm asking I'd there, pay see that's quite close to the, that's quite close to the playoff weekend prices for the three games yeah. of the playoff or four do, games do four games sorry yeah. you know it's a playoff weekend ticket and I would quicker pay my if I was going if I'm going to Nottingham I'd rather go in April but that's, to go to the, playoff that's weekend the problem to get the as well you're, you're going to pay you're still going to pay playoff money to go and see that yes it's one game but you're not going to fly out and fly back unless you're Campbell Porter um, <laughs> you've still got hotel flights yeah. food drink everything to add on top of that so if you're buying an early bird ticket 40 quid gone already probably 100 odd quid in a hotel 100 odd quid on flights you're already 250 maybe more in before you've seen the hockey yeah because quite a lot of the uh, um, hockey communities far flung like in general when you look yep. at the UK so and I totally understand Nottingham is a central place to do it we've Belfast. obviously had the world champs here in Belfast before that was great for us yeah. um, we, don't for often, we don't often get that where we don't have to travel and stay somewhere to see that sort of hockey but at that price I couldn't justify it yeah no we'll agree, agree. Nope. Um, I don't think we've anything for the penalty box um, nope. so we will move swiftly on to period three Period three, then, is our general... Nucky News. Nucky News is where we talk about anything and everything else in the world of hockey since the last podcast. Only a couple of things to go through this time, guys. Martin, I'm going to start with yours because it's an absolute cracker. Yeah, uh, mine, had to be, <laughs> mine had to be put in, had to be noted. Um, it was... If I didn't put this in, some, oh, yes. one of you would have put it in. This was doing the rise because... It, well, this, there's been two... There's been two stories that have been doing around that have went completely viral, hockey related. One of them, which we'll just touch upon, I'll just touch upon quickly, is obviously um, Selfie Guy. 
um, which is the the Toronto guy taking the selfie who smiles like his smiles girlfriend is selfie. taking the camera he smiles and then within like a split second <laughs> his face changes really serious the fact that went viral is a lot to do with babcock as well so one of the best edits i've seen of that is someone took um two uh, screenshots side by side and one has the girl taking the selfie with babcock smiling and then the next one is Babcock, like, oh, like big sour <laughs> face on him. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. But this one, I think, probably got round further. Um, and this was hilarious. Um, we've all seen little bits and pieces of things that happen, that happen in the background of, uh, you know, news reports and everything else. Sometimes you will have, like, someone walking in on a shot. Uh, there was one I was watching, was it last week we were watching a TV show? And there was a wee lady walks into the shot of the camera and she realizes she's in the shot of the camera. And she kind of stirs, like, oh, my God, what do I do? And then she walks on. It was really funny. But this is brilliant. Um, as Fox Sports, you should just watch it now. Yeah, as it Fox Sports um, were report, uh, reporting live from the um, Veterans Day game, the Hurricanes and Senators, when the Hurricanes win one eight two. Um, in the background of the shot, just left of the shot behind um, Mike Masalko, um, who's the, the guy who's talking, the host, uh, there's a fan sitting with an ice cream cone and he looks over, I think, at another fan's phone or he's, inter- he's, 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 he's interacting, chan- he's just chatting, he's chatting with another fan, he's looking away, he's, his attention's drawn away and at that point he becomes victim to another guy who comes over and lifts his cone, his ice cream cone out of his hand, goes to eat it to set it back into the, cream, the cone holder, but really <laughs> realizes he's about to get caught so he just walks off with it i love it i love it because the guy the guy goes to turn he notices that he's no longer so i was so confused by this to start with it's like how does he not know that his ice cream's gone i was like does he not realize his hand is now empty i didn't realize he has like a cup a paper cup thing that the ice cream cone is in which must be rigid so, so he's he's just chatting away to the other guy goes to take a lick of the ice cream and notices that this guy's got or it's, it's gone. gone he doesn't know this guy has it obviously no he does know um but the other guy behind him goes to take up. He takes a massive mouthful of the ice cream, goes to put it back. It's gross. He's about he, to put it back. He's going to put it back. <laughs> you really, you really hope he knows this. So thing. it is. So naturally, naturally, people were saying. Naturally, people on social media were like, um, "Oh, it's set up. It's too staged. Blah blah. Everything else." Uh, the the uh, villain of the piece, the shall we say, who uh, stole the ice cream cone, was identified as a guy called Weston Davis, um, and he actually he says and he insists that the ice cream snatching wasn't a stunt he didn't actually realize it was going to get caught the way it did but he's actually best friends with the victim oh, joe campen so it's actually one of his best friends um and as he took it it was a spur of the moment thing wasn't planned he took it was going to lick it and put it back in again because it's his friend but then as his friend was about to turn around he was like oh god i'm gonna get caught so he walked <laughs> off instead which is just I lo- I, genius. that is the favorite my favorite part of the whole thing is when he he realizes he can't get it back yeah and he just com- fully commits turns around walks away and the other guy's like yeah, this is my ice cream. Yeah. But the fact that I know, the fact that you know that, that you know these guys are friends, whatever it is, like this is totally something one of us would do, <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of the others. Yep. Like it's totally something we would do, and it's it's just so funny. But the if fact those that guys when, don't get free ice cream from the arena for the rest <laughs> of the season, something is wrong with the world. I love uh, silly moments like this in the background of TV broadcasts. I just think they're brilliant, and there's been some amazing ones, obviously. Uh, but this is definitely up there with one of my favorite ones of all time. No, it's one of my favorite things that's uh, captured on camera. Apart from that one time, apparently I was on German TV, but uh, the less said about that, the better. Um, what are we going to do next? Right, my, all those my other one, stories. The whole other one story. Um, this is a really quick one, guys. I don't know if you've seen it, but this uh, obviously we are, in my opinion, too early to be talking about this. 
Um, it's too early to be talking about Christmas. Um, Christmas for me starts in December and specifically the 3rd of December, the day after my wife's birthday. Um, we're not allowed to put a tree up or anything until the 3rd of December. Um, but that said, the only good news to come out of Nashville in the last couple of weeks certainly is that they put up their arena Christmas tree. Um, but it's in, um, they're working with, is it Jack Daniels? I think it is Jack Daniels. Um, and yep, they have put out a Christmas tree using whiskey barrels. Nice. That's a Christmas tree I can get in, get into. I would love to get into, get to be it. honest. Yeah. Um, so they put up a video showing the, the barrels being stacked up and everything. And then a couple of days ago, they did the official lights turn on. It's fantastic. Um, this is obviously part of um, uh, an agreement that they have, obviously like an advertising deal that they have with uh, Jack Daniels. And I'm sure we'll see some other interesting ones as the weeks kind of go on and other teams start uh, getting involved with this. Um, so we'll wait and see, but that's just a, a favourite little thing of mine. It was just a random thing that turned up uh, through the last week or How so. How many lead... Do, does anywhere tell you that how many leaders i appreciate that they're probably not full i mean but... they're probably empty <laughs> yes I mean, they're probably empty knowing but... knowing how much nashville people drink probably very close to how much uh minnesota fans <laughs> drink based on experience based on that trip in vegas yeah. Just, and they like their whiskey yeah but theoretically any idea on how many leaders that is i mean the barrels are probably what jeez God 100 knows. liter barrels anyway so a lot. a lot a lot is the answer a lot. <laughs> uh, let me consult my calculator uh, it says a lot of whiskey, a lot of whiskey. <laughs> um, we'll put that up everyone can have a, a quick look at it there's uh, around about 200 litres in a standard barrel of whiskey that wasn't far off it's still a lot <laughs> um, it's it's double double a lot it's a lot a lot a lot a lot yeah it's a lot a lot a lot a lot we'll, we'll settle it at that it's more than, a, more than some <laughs> it is a lot, a lot of whiskey um, guys there's only one thing for the penalty box here in Noki News and uh, this was it was initially I put it in Noki News mostly because it's gross mm. but then there was some action taken by the league later on by the NHL so technically it could have been sitting in period 2 but I thought we'd just keep it in Noki News uh, this was the story um, of Garnet Hathaway um, who decided uh, in a, a clash he plays for the Caps uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. He took a, a bit of a... I don't want to call it a sucker punch. I, I want to call it more like a bit of a slap and tickle around the face. It's kind of what he took. And his reaction... His reaction to this was to absolutely launch a loogie at the oh, guy. Oh, that's gross. gross. I, I know mean, the video Have you seen the video? Yeah. Have you seen... Have you seen the, it's, it's, I mean, it's not a spit. It's a chunk of something that comes out of his mouth. And gets fired at the guy, oh. and he, the the ducks player properly recoils and then it's goes from. Custom. But the problem is that they can't get anything started because the refs are already yeah. in the middle of them doing their job. So this kind of went um, viral for about a day or so. Everyone talking about it, going, "This is kind of gross. This is rank." And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the the league, the Department of Player Safety, um, got involved and actually banned them for yeah. three. Three games. I think that's right. See, bod yeah, bodily fluids right. on the ice are just rank. I think it's right. <laughs> we talked about this in the last podcast. Bodily fluids should not be on the ice. Yep. <laughs> so we've established that wiping a wiping your bloody nose yep. with a glove and throwing it down at the bench and spitting at um, guys' is disgusting. Is 
yeah, it's gross. Yeah, and you're um, not allowed to say slap and tickle every angel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what happened. <laughs> I guarantee it wasn't. It <laughs> <laughs> might happen afterwards. You don't know. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave that there. We'll put that stuff up there. So I'll say there's a three game ban for that. Um, fair play. Um, he probably should have got more for. He should have got uh, plus plus two more for slap and tickle. <laughs> Um, that brings us to the end of Noki News, thank God. Um, and we move very, very swiftly on to the star segment. The star segment is where we um, all have the opportunity to highlight a player, a goal, a game, or anything in particular that we think needs special recognition. Uh, this time around, um, I have, unfortunately, no nominations from the fans again. Um, you guys are slipping up. Something shocking. Are we not going to talk about the winner from last time? Uh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Do we, Fine. Not, do we not normally do that before we do the new stars? <laughs> Fine, but you're going to have to give me a second to find it again. Um, I think so I guarantee I sent you're it. You're usually more prepared than this, John. I normally am, but uh, I don't think I just want to talk about it. Right, I've got it here. So, last time around. Last time around, um, we had three nominations. Uh, we had Marty with Brian Ward. We had myself with Goal Pegs. And we had Dave with Kevin Rain. Um, at the end of the week-long poll, the in reverse order, uh, in third place with 22% of the vote, was Marty with Brian Ward. Robbed. In second place with 33% of the vote was me with Goal Pegs. Literally cannot believe that Goal Pegs beat Brian Ward, but I know, there you too. go. Uh, that means, obviously, um, in first place and taking his second point, his second win, uh, and tying things up. It's a three-way tie at the top of the table now mm-hmm. uh, on two points, was Dave with Kevin Rain, who clearly points? read the way that Twitter was going yeah, anyway, 100%. and everyone was talking about Kevin Rain, <laughs> and that's the way he, he just went. Won, he won the Giants player of the month, and I went, I fancy a win this uh, week. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't half tell. Yeah. Although, to be fair, Gold Pegs wasn't too far yeah. behind. Uh, and how are you doing, John? on this uh... on the stars yeah I'm not really doing, doing as well as me I think yeah, yeah. well I think, I think John's doing about as well as he does in his fancy hockey league but yeah. well uh, it's a three way tie at the top for uh, first and it's a two way tie at the bottom for last so that's, that's the way to look at it it's really just a race to see who can get off the, <laughs> off the bottom see, can we get some kind of draft at the end of this we <laughs> get a big wooden spoon <laughs> Watch a well done over well done for participating yes yep <laughs> So, um, looking at this podcast competition then, uh, like I said, we have no nomination from the fans this time around. Um, Aaron, I want to check with you first. You have a nomination. Okay, so we have four nominations. We have to do mine last. Um, Do I really, though, if we do the countdown method? It's not written down, so I really should come to you first, but we'll come to you last. So, Marty, I am going to start with you because yours is possibly the most obvious um, on the list here so Marty give us your nomination and why yeah mine was a pretty obvious one um, for this week and I think uh, it was quite uh, yeah I think it was pretty easy decision to make um, mine has to go to um, Sheldon Keefe um, for his uh, just uh, generally for his obviously performance within the AHL and his performance with the Marlies to get the nod uh, to become the new uh, head coach of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs Um I personally hope he does really well because obviously I have an investment there. Um, but uh, yeah, he's my selection for this podcast. Um, good luck to him and uh, yeah, I hope to see good things. Okay, very good. Dave, your nomination and why? So my nomination sort of follows on from that. Well, kind of. Um, so my nomination is uh, 
Fleury with probably the best save of the NHL this year. But the save that got, in my opinion, got, got Babcock sacked. Your opinion and a lot of people on Twitter's opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, it was the uh, the single... It was a... He was out of position. There was going to be a highlight reel goal. And he goes airborne. Glove side. Snatches this out of the air. Gorgeous. If you haven't seen it, give it a wee watch. Uh, one of the best saves I've seen this season. As a Belfast Giants fan... I would say only one thing to that, and I think best go dare them. Because that is a carbon copy of the yeah. absolute worldy best go save from last season. So, yeah, best go dare them. Um, right, seeing as I have to go to Aaron last, I'll give my nomination. Uh, my nomination is something very different this time. I'm totally not going for the cute factor on this at all. Um, I'm going for 10-year-old Cal Scott from the 11th Minnesota. Um, we have seen over the last couple of weeks um, the lacrosse goals uh, have become a, a massive thing and uh, this little kid in the midgets um, manages to score an absolutely fantastic lacrosse goal he is 10 years old and he absolutely deserves to win this competition this time around um, I'm going to post the video up um, for everyone online um, don't just vote for Sheldon Keefe don't just vote for Marc-Andre Fleury. Don't just vote for whoever Aaron is going to say. Get on, look at the video. This 10-year-old kid deserves the point, and so do I. <laughs> Aaron, with that said, your nomination and why. This is like an absolute... Like, I knew who you guys were nominating because it's written down on the running order like yes. we're supposed to do. Then he, should, he, should be allowed, he should be allowed to put one forward. I know, but it on, put, do you know what? Down. I'm allowed to put four up on Twitter so he gets it this time. Yeah, the fact that he's like... Don't let it happen up. again. Oh. Sorry, sorry. So, your nomination and why? My nomination is Adam Keith. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason being, so that when he phones his mommy and daddy, he can go, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> he became, he, he got lead coach of the uh, the Maple Leafs, but I got door 14 star player of the week. Yes. Or, or star yeah. of the week. And he can say, I beat Sheldon. And I beat Sheldon. <laughs> So I'm trying to keep the, the keep family household happy. Oh. I cannot believe this is going to beat my 10-year-old ten, <laughs> kid. Man. So to keep the keep, uh, um, family happy, vote for Adam me. Keith. There we go. Right, quick quick recap. Not he that has we need just it. bloodied your nose. Your he has, yeah. <laughs> quick, quick recap of the nominations then. So we have four this time around. We've got Marty with Sheldon Keefe. We've got Dave with Marc-Andre Fleury. We've got myself with 10-year-old Cal Scott. I can't stress that enough. He's 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Aaron with some guy called Adam Keefe. Um, that's it for the stars. Um... And we move very quickly on to overtime. Uh, hashtag vote Cal Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, we uh, we obviously don't have any home games this weekend, uh, but next weekend we have the return of the NCAA to Belfast. Yep. Um. So our just um our our. Our overtime segment just uh, on this episode, just a quick um, kind of coverage just of the Friendship Four coming up. Um, we've talked about it already um, in this season um, so far, whenever it was announced. We talked about it at the start of the season as well when the tickets went on sale. But we wanted to just kind of highlight it again this week. Uh, next weekend, Friday the 29th, Saturday the 30th of November, 
Belfast SSC Arena, uh, American College Hockey NCAA is back again for another year. This year, you will we will see uh, Northeastern University with uh, take on uh, University of New Hampshire, Colgate University, and Princeton all fighting battle to win the Belfast Bell Pot. Marty, yes. Seeing as you're going to be away, you want my jersey? can I borrow your Northeastern I'll jersey? I'll borrow it for you before you go. Sweet. Um, <laughs> so this is uh, always a great weekend. Um, always proves to be great hockey. Some reason it always seems to be the weekend that I'm away, and I'm away again this this weekend when it's coming with this weekend of hockey. I'm away for it. Um, but I kind of just wanted to kind of I with it coming up and stuff and about how great it is, and people are kind of like, well, it can't be that great. How how good's the, the hockey and how good's the quality of hockey that you're going to see? You will not be disappointed. The quality of hockey you're going to see on that weekend is second to none. It's fast paced. It's players that are the future of NHL, AHL, future big names that you will see playing um, regular hockey. And as such, to kind of prove that, I find this really interesting um, article on Hockey News um, a few weeks back, but I wanted to save it for this week because I knew it was coming up before the French Up Four weekend. Um, it, it was a rundown of the schools across the across the US in the NCAA um, you know, um, organization. Um, since the 2004-2005 lockout, um, there's, obviously they've kept a record of the players that have went on to um, either have uh, you know NHL experience, but across other schools, just really kind of a real kind of highlighting of how other have turned players that are in NCAA into household names and massive hockey names. Um, obviously, uh, we have our teams that are the teams that are coming over to play in this weekend, and they're on these lists. They don't make the top ten, but they, it's quite interesting to see the number of players that they've had. So, if we start with this, the lowest number, which is Colgate University, uh, six hundred and ninety of their players since two thousand and four, two thousand and five have advanced onto either NC, either into uh, NHL territories, be that AHL, be that NHL or affiliated teams. So that's six hundred and ninety from Colgate. Uh, for next next highest would be Princeton with a thousand two hundred and forty four of their players over the course of the last uh, number of years advancing onto those uh, again same again NHL those kind of areas. Uh, next up is Northeastern with a thousand four hundred and twenty four of their players advancing on and becoming um, and going into um, pro, pro hockey in, in some way some shape or form. And New Hampshire with the highest amount out of those four with two thousand five hundred and twenty five of their players in some way advancing on to... And that's um, New Hampshire? That's New Hampshire. Did you see one other notable alumni? Yes, you want to read out there? JVR? Yep. Um, so in terms of on this, we'll put this up, we'll put it, we'll obviously share this up like we always do, um, but what it does is um, each of the teams in each of the uh, each of the areas with the numbers of um, players they have, they also uh, put down players that are notable alumni for each of those teams. Um, and... Th- some of them are quite amazing names when you look at them. So you've got things like, you know, um, in the top 10, you have Maine there with 4,000. You have Minnesota Duluth University with 4,000 as well. You have Denver with 4,915. You've got people like Tyler Bozak um, on that team. You know, you've got people <laughs> I like I can't that. say what I used to say to I you every you time. Can't. That's why I said it. Together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have in your top, five, I was just going to look at the top five to kind of um, kind of give you kind of give you an idea of how important NCAA is. In fifth place, you've got Boston College. Eight thousand one hundred and twenty-eight of their players have done a 
well, a total of 8,000 NHL games since the lockout. Um, each other team is below 6,000 game mark, but huge numbers. And you've got players like Cam Atkinson, you've got Brian DeLoon, Patrick Eves, Johnny Guerrero, Noah Hanfin, loads of players. Um, you've got next up, number four in the fourth place is North Dakota, 8,724. You've got players like TJ Oshie there. Huge names. Uh, Minnesota uh, University in third place, 8,954. Probably some of the big notable names there is like Nate, Nate Schmidt, um, Thomas Vanek, Blake Wheeler. Huge names again. Michigan is in second place with 9,776 players. You've got Eric Nystrom there in uh, notable names. You've got Zyke Heyman, Jack Johnson, Jacob Tuba. Again, these are huge names in the NHL. And in top spot, number one place is Wisconsin with 10,372 of their players since 2005 lockout um, have had some kind of form of NHL experience, including NHL captains and leaders. People like uh, Ryan McDonough from, from uh, you know, notable fame from the Rangers. You've got Ryan Suter there. You've got Craig Smith, Tom Gilbert, Jack Gardner. Huge, huge names. So if you need any more proof that the NCAA produces top quality names and you're going to be in for a great weekend this is great proof for that you talked about the top five there but just one aside there uh sitting at number six is a team who we've had here in belfast boston university exactly um two of their notable alumni obviously jack eichel who's now with the sabers um and maybe not having the best of times at the minute with them but um absolute world of a player and we've also got a podcaster on that list there um ryan whitney Famously of Spitting Chicklets. Ah. Um, is a, a BU man who's noted down there as a notable alumni from Boston U. So an interesting one. But yeah, uh, I just thought that would be a good way to kind of cement that in. Um, just in case anybody was in doubt whether or not it was worth going. No, uh, be there. Ticket Tickets are going cheap. Realistic, really, they are. Yeah. Okay, um, that takes us to the end of our overtime segment. And that will take us on to our last segment of the show. It's back! It's back. Uh, we were really sad last week, or in the last recording, when our, our, our newest feature to the episode wasn't he, uh, wasn't included. Um, but Aaron, you're back. Yeah, I do apologise. It was my wife's birthday and I had to not attend. <laughs> I did not be here. Well, we did, we, we did, not, we, we did put a shout out anyway did, and said happy birthday to her. She heard of it. And she did thank yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. She did. Yeah. Indeed. So yeah, let's move on um, to what's well, the end of the show. So at the end of the night, I'm getting tired. Yeah, it's a late, late one of the night. <laughs> so we've got to read our, our bedtime stories. And the story that I always pick up is the ABCs of hockey. Okay, guys, so we're now on the letter... Can you just remember what letter we're on? We're on letter E. E! 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 E's this many! (laughs) 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 Okay. Sorry, that was a real visual guy. Sorry. (laughs) Welcome to podcasting. (laughs) Um, So, guys, what do you think when it comes to ice hockey, the letter E stands for? I've been thinking about this all day because you you put out we put out uh, I, I asked this question and I was I couldn't quite remember which letter we were on and whenever I said this in our WhatsApp group earlier you were like I can tell you what it, what it, what it's for. you said it's E and I can tell you what's for or I can wait until the night and I went no let's wait and I'm kind of glad I did but still I'm kind of like I don't even know I am going to ask think. you a question about it um, E that's a tough letter it's very generic 
It's a generic entertainment. <laughs> it's, ne- it's nearly energy. You know, it's something but- that's come up a number of times. It's very on point with a number of the stories this week. Oh, really? Oh, equipment. Oh, oh. Uh, okay. okay. Isn't that weird? That it's completely on point with some of the stories. Hey, Jay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so it is equipment, and I, to be honest, I spent quite a number of days like googling like fun facts about ice hockey equipment. You know, like. Finding out, like, what's he doing? Stealing socks? Yeah, that was the dog. The dog interrupted again. Sorry, I nearly lost it completely there. The dog was digging away at your laundry basket and then legged it out of the room with a, at least two socks, oh, which dear. was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Sorry, we're on E. No, it's okay. So, going from hockey socks <laughs> to all different types of equipment, we could talk about sticks, we could talk about Jock straps and stuff. But the one thing that I thought we could talk about is hockey masks, goalie masks. Okay. okay. And all the custom hockey masks that we have seen. And what I want you guys to tell me about is what is your favourite hockey masks? Custom hockey mask that you've seen. Oh, I just ruined a joke I was gonna give there. I was going to say, Brandon Whistle's mask when he first arrived here. <laughs> or not Brandon Whistle, Jackson Whistle, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon so Whistle, bored, I'm so bored of them, I can't remember which uh, one's which. Which one was, which, what was his first one? It was pure white. Pure white. His first oh, season, we never, right. we never even bothered. Right, and then right, Besco, right, right, right. Besco turned up on his first day of work and had a custom Belfast mask <laughs> on his first day. So to give you time to think about it, I can tell you it's mine. Okay. If you want, or I can leave mine to the last. No, nope, you ready. go for it. Um, so mine is actually very close to home. Um, and it is Stephen, one of Stephen Murphy's, and it is the one that Stephen Murphy had with the Back to the Future. Still has it. Still, Still has has uses it. that. I one. love that one. Absolutely That's love it. It's got the DeLorean on the back plate. DeLorean on the back and all. It's absolutely class. So Belfast, um, obviously with the DeLorean, Belfast Giants, uh, and of course big movie buff. So I absolutely love uh, that mask. It's a tough one because um, I had, so I many had to do about, like a lot of searching. <laughs> I wanna, I, I like, oh. That's why I'm, I'm just having a quick look to see about like um, just some of the other ones because there's been some amazing ones. I remember um, who was it that had the Marvel one? It was a full Hulk related mask. I can't think off the top of my head who had it, and it was a ma- like it was a phenomenal mask. But then there's been a number of different Marvel ones. I really liked. like there was the full on uh, Iron Man. Um, oh, yeah. beam of you know the, the, the arc reactor at the back of the helmet and the whole thing was designed looking like the Iron Man um, armour and it was amazing too and then there was the guy from the Rangers I think it was was it Cam Talbot from the New York Rangers who had the, the full on Ghostbusters Yes, New I York scene it was like it had the full like uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and yeah, stuff it was one. phenomenal too it's I so think tough. I knew John's so I do oh. so last year uh, Calvin Picard from the Flyers he had a gritty mask. Oh. <laughs> so that's obviously John's favourite. Yeah, just you jump straight on I love, actually, Do you know what? I love that I've I've brought up a list of uh, 100 great, 100 great um, yes. goaltender masks. Stephen Murphy's mask is on it. Serious? Yeah. Back to the Future connection. Stephen Murphy's mask's on this list. Oh, class. That's really amazing. Um, some great ones. I, to be fair, I've actually already mentioned mine. Um... It was Besco's when he was here. The fact that he turned up day one and bought in so much to the team that had a custom helmet made up straight away, but he also had former team logos mm. on the side oh, plates. Oh yeah, he did. Um, you're right as yeah. well. So the fact that he is sort of 
paying a bit of homage to where he's where been. He's, yeah, he's come from. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, where he's come from, the teams that have helped him to get where he is, and then he's obviously wearing the the full on custom colours that reflect the team that he's playing for now. I think that meant a massive amount. The fact that, like I said, he turned up day one, and it was this is how much I've bought in. Mm. Here's custom helmet. Whether or not it was um, all down to him, or whether it was down to the the team as well and everything. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say Besco's when he first arrived. Cool. Nice. So, oh yeah, um, it took me a while to find it there. Um, so mine is Tim Thomas's from his Stanley Cup winning season. Oh, um, yeah. The sort of tribal bear. I sent it in our WhatsApp there if you don't know what it looks like. Um, uh, and it's got a sort of a tribal bear design on one side. It looks very like, like a tattoo, but it's black and white. Oh, knock my mic. Um, and it's just a little bit more, because it's there, uh, obviously the the black and, and yellow, the white helmet is so stark mm. and stands out. Um, and it look, I think it looks phenomenal. Um, and then uh, just a very quick call out because that obviously, in my opinion, must have influenced Murphy's previous helmet, which is the same black and grey mm. Giants logo. Very muted um, uh, as well. Um, but that sort of, uh, when you look at it far away, it just looks like a white helmet. And then when you suddenly come in, there's loads of detail in it, um, loads of detail the whole way through the, the mask. And that's probably my favorite. Fun enough, I have like a, another one that I call back to that bear one. It was one that I almost went with as well. It's um, Tucker Rasks. Tucker Rasks, the military. Tucker Rasks is awesome looking, full on, like front facing bear. Oh, like yeah. when you're like staring them down, the eyes are like up the top and everything looks fantastic. Some of them are class. If you, if you ever get five minutes, you're on a bus, you're whatever, just Google it and waste five minutes Marty's, Marty's about Marty's to burn a hole in his phone yeah, no, with his was, thumb here trying to find one I was trying to find the one I was talking about the Marvel one can't find anywhere I'd have to have a look and see if I can find it do get involved guys though um, if you have a particular goalie mask that you like um, yeah, yeah. please uh, tweet us share it or with a, us or a particular custom piece of equipment like a jockstrap like a jockstrap what would you paint on a jockstrap <laughs> oh. um. and would you paint it on the inside or the outside <laughs> And with that, Dave, sorry, do you have something else? Yeah, no, my point is just... (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we'll go back to uh, Aaron's sentiment. Uh, Yes, get involved. uh, Tell us what your favourite piece of equipment is, your favourite helmet, your favourite design, whatever that might be. Um, But just get involved. Uh, Check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, at Door14Hockey is our handle i think on all those yep um you can also check out our previous episodes you can check out the content from this episode so all the videos everything we talk about all the links for all the stories will go up on our website at door14hockey.com uh, and you can check out all that good content there uh guys if we have nothing else i do Yo. one more thing just to say marty yes enjoy yourself you're going away I you're am. not be here with us for the next podcast i know yeah this uh i'm 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 leaving i'm leaving you all in the the capable hands of of uh my three, my three gonna, co-hosts like have recording of him going hi i'm your host marty and then i've um, got dave hi <laughs> and, uh, and it's just gonna be us in silence going hi <laughs> <laughs> wait do you want him to like i could pre-record. pre-record like all of the chat yeah and, and we'll we just, just jump in. in yeah we could try that. Could try, yeah, that kind of work well. Yeah, uh, this is this will be the first uh, first podcast that'll be recorded without me. It's kind of weird after fifty six episodes. It's like you've never missed. I've missed one, and so this is the first one. I'm a bit like, eh, but I'm leaving. I'm leaving these in good good capable hands of uh, of the three of three guys here. I don't know who's taking. I was going to say, get, who is taking lead? I think I've been uh, nominated think... because I'm pretty sure we're using my computer. Right. Okay. So, uh, John, uh, don't... I think I will be interim host. I, I'm gonna have to remember. You were nominated because both me and Dave went not it. 
<laughs> I'm away for one episode, so uh, and I'm probably gonna have to beat myself here, so I'm gonna have to remember where it is. But don't. You're gonna okay. have to listen back to this because there's no way. I'm gonna, gonna have to listen now. Back. <laughs> at least, at least we know it's at the end, so it's gonna be good. Um, okay. Um, hit buttons. The whole podcast has yeah, been it, deleted. He did. He, <laughs> he did hit all buttons and everything froze for a few seconds. I don't know what he was doing. This is a very old computer. Don't 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 do anything like that. Well, yes. there's still jaggy lines. It's fine. <laughs> to be fair, he's hit something and the jaggy lines have got all bigger. <laughs> oh dear. So I don't know what he's done. Don't mess around. Okay. The technical um, term. The jaggy lines. The jaggy are lines. Are still there. <laughs> This uh, is the quality podcast you're looking forward to next time, guys. <laughs> I will be listening. I'll be listening on my flight home, probably. Um, but yes, I look forward to it anyway. But uh, good luck. Have um, fun. Enjoy yourself, buddy. Um, I will be taking... Um, and what, which Leafs game are you catching? I'm not catching Leafs game. <laughs> that wasn't I a wish, week <laughs> I wish I was. But I will be hopefully catching either uh, the Boston game uh, or the Rangers game. Um, one of the two, if not both. We'll see what happens. I think you were seeing more than that. How I, many games I wanted to see three, but I'm pushing it. Oh, um, he's he's going away with someone else who's not a hockey. Yeah, she she may she on. may she may go to one with me, but the, I think trying to push the three games. I think you're a big boy. You can go to things by yourself. I will. That's why I'm going to go to the Rangers game yeah. by myself. Um, okay. So with that, uh, no, we'll I've got one extra oh. really important question. Oh. What jerseys are you bringing with you? Uh, my jersey. I'm bringing. I've already got it set out. I'm bringing the uh, my white. Uh, Ty's jersey it's sitting among my clothes to go oh, in yeah, oh, yeah, so sitting over there it's been washed and ready to go so that's what <laughs> I'm sound like he never washes it <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> um, yeah I don't usually you know no, I, I do, usually but wash I don't, my clothes but I do um, <laughs> that's why the dog stole those socks there's a way to put them in the washing machine it's usually only washed twice a year <laughs> um, but yeah no with that uh, I think we'll sign off for this yep. week yep. Um, so without any further ado my name's Marty I'm Dave I'm John. I'm Art. Have a great week. <laughs>